Welcome to our Let's Talk Data podcast series. My name is Nathaniel Martinez, and I'm happy to introduce to you our topic for today. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe or follow our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode, we are joined by members of our SAP Data Intelligence product team to discuss a customer use case for data integration involving siloed and disconnected data. Product experts Silvio Archangeli, Axel Schuller, and Ginger Gatling come together to discuss how SAP Data and Analytics can add business context to existing data sprawl and enable confident decision-making. Enjoy today's podcast and be sure to check out the links in the show notes to learn more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our next episode of our Let's Talk Data podcast series. The topic for today is SAP Data Analytics, a customer use case for data integration. Now, we want to talk about this customer use case for data integration, building on a previous episode we just published. We were joined with Silvio Arcangeli and with and with Axel Schuler. They're both here today. Hey, Silvio. Hey, Axel. Say hello. Hi, Ginger. Hi, Ginger. All right. So our experts are back today. And if you listen to episode 51, we were talking about various data services available in SAP's business technology platform, or as we normally call it, SAP BTP. And we focused on three major services for data that we have, data cataloging, data integration, and data processing. In this episode, what we want to do, we want to double click and go a little deeper on one of our customers and how they use these services and even more services within the BTP and what they got from it. Now, we were inspired to do this episode because uh, several seasons ago, episode 15, we had a podcast called SAP Data Intelligence Real Use Cases, and that's actually one of the, if not the most top listened to episode of our entire Let's Talk Data podcast series. So we kind of wanted to do an update, but really even go deeper and focus on a particular customers. Now, while we're going to be talking about one use case today, you I want you to know there are lots of use cases that we have for data integration, and you can find those at sap.com forward slash data intelligence use cases, all one word, data intelligence use cases, and you'll see lots of use cases there that are based on customer examples. You can sort by industry or you can just uh, uh, find that the use case you want. But today we're really going to focus on a large customer and um, we're going to start by describing kind of what they had. So Axel, I want us to start with you. My understanding is the customer that we're discussing, and we're not going to use uh, their name today um, because we have more exciting things coming out in the future. So we're going to hold off on that for a bit. So consider this like a sneak preview. But Axel, my understanding is that this customer, they had siloed and disconnected data where they just didn't have any business context. So they couldn't trust their decisions or they couldn't even know if they had all the right data when they were making decisions due to data sprawl. Is that right? Just tell us a little bit about how we got to know this customer and what their situation was and just tell us about the data sprawl that they had and all the applications that they had. Yeah, they had uh, individual solutions for very specific problems. Um, like a business warehouse, um, an ERP system. They didn't really know how the data was uh, 
interconnected, right? So they were collecting all the data from different sources. In the BW, that was a good start to, you know, to get forward, but still it was a bit isolated and you really couldn't get a very good overview over the complete landscape. And they kept building on and building on functionality. So they not only had a business warehouse from SAP, but also from Amazon and, and other components. And it was really hard to get an overview of what was going on in the overall business. So then they came to us and said, okay, we have a lot of this data and we want to get a much better insight into our business and make most of our our data, not only for specific use cases, but get a really broad overview. Now, SAP really focuses on, um, on interconnected data and analytics. So we have a nice portfolio that helps to store, manage, process, and visualize data end-to-end. -end. Yeah, yeah, so let me let me ask you. So they, they weren't really coming to SAP and say, hey, we want to rip out other vendors and have an all-SAP shop. That's not what they wanted, right? No, not, not really. They just okay. wanted to, to bring the data uh, from their data sources and even retain some of their systems that they have because um, it's very difficult to redesign everything and then kind of have a big bang switch to the brand new solution. So they wanted to um, go really step by step. So keep their core business based on a, a SAP BW or S4 or even, and also other components from different vendors like uh, Amazon Redshift. And, um, you know, just bring this data together then we looked at the whole portfolio and started um, to build a common data layer. So we kept accessing all these different sources with SAP's data intelligence solution that helps with um, intelligence data processing, with data governance, you know, trying to figure out the quality of the data, monitoring the quality of the data. Yeah, it helps also with data orchestration and monitoring. Is it that, yes. and that's probably not an uncommon scenario, right? Because they had SAP competitive solutions and they're technical competitive, you know, Salesforce and Tableau yeah. and other things. And they turned to SAP because we are able to, I guess, better understand the business context and connect all of those. And I guess, Silvio, have you seen that as well? Where, you know, we're really, they brought us in to handle the sprawl problem, right? Because sprawl, data sprawl yes, is a real issue. Yeah. Indeed, I think you know while Axel was describing this uh, this case, I was thinking that uh, I'm pretty sure that among the people who are listening to uh, to this podcast, there will be uh, there would be uh, colleagues who might be thinking, "Hey, I have a very similar issue actually in my in my enterprise because my experience tells me that uh, this is one of the most common scenarios in large enterprises." So, for example, I remember another customer uh, in in APJ; they're a shoe manufacturer. And they have uh, a lot of analytics built on top of an SAP system where they manage their online shop. Uh, and then they had a separate analytics uh, stack that they built on top of uh, a fitness tracker app that they bought, right? And uh, they were able to get some insights on those two different data silos, but they were not really able to join the dots uh, between them because one was on SAP and the other one was on Amazon. 
and then what we did using uh, our BTP services was exactly to help them to join the dots and to, uh, uh, let's say, deliver end-to-end -end analytics without necessarily having to move all the data in a central place first, right? So, and, and keeping all their existing technologies. This is, uh, I would say, a common aspect about our approach. And, and I guess also one of the reasons why uh, these customers prefer uh, the SAP approach over uh, other possible approaches, right? Because uh, our commitment is always to help our customers reuse the technologies that they already have in place, uh, the tools that they already bought, avoid any kind of rip and replace, and uh, uh, try to deliver uh, some end-to-end -end analytics, uh, gathering some end-to-end -end insights without necessarily having to move all of the data in a central place first. So uh, just do the data movement, which is strictly needed, and for the rest, even do some some kind of distributed processing many times so that you do a bit of analytics on Amazon, another bit on, on, on SAP, and, and you orchestrate uh, overall the end-to-end -end data pipelines to gather some end-to-end -end insights across that. Yeah, and Axel, I think that's what you were saying, right? They didn't want to happen all at once because they had they were using Google and BigQuery, Microsoft, uh, Microsoft Azure, Amazon Redshift. So they had all these hyperscalers in there, in addition to all these software vendors, including SAP and other vendors as well. And Axel, didn't you say they wanted to go? They didn't want to do everything. They wanted to go step by step, still keep those, not remove them, but use our business technology and our data integration and data catalog and data processing services to connect the data to give them the business context. Is that right, Axel? But they didn't want to do it all at one time? That's absolutely right. And it also makes a lot of sense. I mean, if it works just fine for you, keep it running. I mean, it may be an isolated use case, but it does what you need it to do. What they wanted to do is really add value to what they already have. So keep the stuff running as it is, get the value they they get already, get more value by integrating the solution. So you get the best of both of these worlds. You have your old working uh, scenarios and you build on top of them new um, combined scenarios that make use of the also the combined data that the, the whole company has collected. So in this case, we are talking really about petabytes of data, which is quite amazing. So you really don't want to shift all this data all the time around. You, you want to keep it where it is as much as possible and only use what you need to, to run your business. So would you give us a couple of specific examples of what components we used in the business technology platform and actually what kind of connections were done uh, could you give us a couple examples, Axel? Yes, so we use Data Intelligence Cloud to make the connections to all these different data sources and uh, also to provide additional functionality uh, like data governance or data orchestration and monitoring. And um, then we have Data Warehouse Cloud where we can aggregate some data and provide the data warehouse benefits, not only on the higher level, but also you can use the underlying uh, HANA functionality to process the data, starting from, from the lowest layer. Maybe you want to virtualize data and um, you, you don't even need that in this case, the data intelligence cloud to connect it, or you can use data intelligence cloud to get the data or 
and then continue to process it in the data warehouse cloud. And once you've done that, then you can add also the analytics cloud on top for for business intelligence, for augmented analytics and uh, enterprise planning. Now, you can also use then the existing BW to keep um, your existing processes that you had before where you aggregated data, maybe in this case from an S4 system, and, and you can push this data as well to analytics cloud, just like the data from data warehouse cloud. And if you want it more basic, for more basic functionality, you can use the HANA cloud. So these were the, the core components that you have to, to process the data. So analytics cloud, if I can add to what these components actually are, is um, that, that empowers the business users to make decisions by, combi by combining business intelligence, planning, predictive con uh, technology in, in just one solution. So were they using the data intelligence cloud to um, connect data between the hyperscalers and the software vendors in our own data warehouse cloud? Is that right? That's the centerpiece. So that's the data layer where everything is brought together and there the data is collected, processed. We can have data governments or data orchestration. And from there, you push it then to the other components, which can be a BW or um, in the end, then analytics cloud. Mm -hmm. Ninja, I think this is actually a great example that, that highlights uh, how uh, SAP's approach is really different compared, for example, to, to the typical hyperscaler approach, because most of the times when um, uh, when an enterprise uh, commits to using a single hyperscaler stack uh, to deliver enterprise analytics, what they have to do first is centralize uh, each and every bit of data uh, into a data lake first, right? So, uh, which implies quite a lot of data movement, of lift and shift, of remodeling of the semantics, and it's it can be a very complex project overall. Whereas uh, on the SAP side, the reason why we call our platform the business technology platform is because we start from the business objective in mind. So what's the purpose? Why uh, the customer that Axel was, was mentioning was doing all of this? Because they wanted to achieve end-to-end -end analytics, right? So that's our goal in the end. And in order to do that, we apply the data orchestration approach, which means that we try to minimize the amount of data that we need to move. We try to minimize the amounts of rework or possibly avoid completely any kinds of rework and just streamline the end-to-end -end analytics and the integration between the different analytics stacks that are, that are available across the landscape to obtain, in the end, the insights that the customer wants, right? So that's, uh, that's the business goal. So we do not have to get lost uh, in technology or in reworking the technology stacks. Let's reuse what's out there already. Let's apply a data orchestration paradigm to make sure that you can efficiently reuse what you have already and that you can achieve your business goals. And uh, I think that for, for, uh, for people who are interested to, to, to learn more, uh, one very good asset which I would uh, advise reading is actually the data orchestration book that we that we published um, a while ago with uh, with O'Reilly and uh, Ginger. You know mm -hmm. it very well because you wrote that one right together <laughs> with Kevin Poskett. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah that also, is a good one. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. There's, there's really also... Um, um, a big benefit that is often overlooked. So if you do all of this, you typically have some, you know, big business goal in mind, probably at the analytics level. But while you do all this um, work, you get additional benefits, right? Because you access all these data sources and you, you rethink what you have there. So while you bring all these together, you can actually work on the quality of your data. You can create rules, you can manage these rules, you can evaluate the data of the, the quality of the data, and also establish a monitoring of, of the data flows. So, um, so once you have this all set up and all the, all the data com is coming in, uh, you can have continued monitoring of your data quality, and that's a, it's a big benefit. Yeah, so uh, thank you, Axel and Silvio. This has been really good. How we help this customer deal with their petabytes. Peta, what do you? How do you say that word? Is it petabytes? Petabytes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's petabytes. unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. So I listened to this uh, a couple of times to, to make sure it's actually peta, it's really petabytes. It's absolutely petabytes. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Petabytes of data. So it just as you know, uh, Silvio was mentioning, and both Axel mentioned, we don't have to move these petabytes of data. We won't be able to leverage the business technology platform to add the business context and be able to reuse what we have. So uh, Silvio mentioned an O'Reilly report that we have. If you'd like to learn more, it's called Managing Data Orchestration and Integration at Scale. You can get that from sap.com forward slash data intelligence. So that's a good one. And you can learn more about uh, use cases with our uh, data integration processes at sap.com forward slash data intelligence use cases. And if you enjoyed this topic, you might also enjoy episode 34, The Tension of Data. So thank you all for joining our Let's Talk Data podcast series, and we'll see you on our next episode. Thank you, Silvio. Thank you, Axel. Thank you, Ginger. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Use the links in the show notes to learn more. If this topic is of interest to you, then you might enjoy episode 51, Best Ways to Leverage Data Management Services Across SAP Business Technology Platform. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Let's Talk Data podcast.